Yes, indeed, another powerful morning on the morning machine, the machine that makes your mornings move. Thank you for making the machine a part of your daily morning routine, and part of that morning routine means mental health. We don't always have to do it just on Mondays, but it's very important that we take heed of our mental health, and we need to make it stronger. So, I have just a person to do that, and we have them here this morning who he has been a mental health counseling professional since 2012. He helps his clients throughout the Atlanta area achieve their personal and professional goals. Now, of course, there's an essence to all of this. There's a lot of work put in, and that work is to facilitate self-growth by helping you identify the core challenges and setbacks in your life so that you can overcome them with confidence. And you know what I'm talking about? I am talking about people of promise. And I have the one and the only Brian Stevens on the line right now to talk about people of promise. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Feeling, we're feeling good, feeling great. However, in feeling good, feeling great, That does not mean we need to turn the other cheek to this subject called mental health, especially in our communities abroad and right here in the States. So that's something that you have been so passionate about. And with that passion, you've been serving the purpose through people of promise. And I want to I'd be remiss if I didn't do what I always do with every guest. Take it back to the old school. Let's take it to Union Square. Let's go back to the beginning, to your journey in entering the mental health field. So my first question is, when you were growing up and you were surrounded by family, friends and, you know, classmates, everyone that you grew up with throughout school, what did you see that related to mental health that seemed to be an issue as you were growing up, which led you to get to where you are now? All right, great question. Well, I grew up right here in the Atlanta area in the area of town called Kirkwood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been gentrified now. <laughs> it's a well-to-do area, but when I was growing up, uh, there were a lot of problems there. But I noticed that a lot of people in my community had mental health issues, but they were hesitant to get the proper treatment. The stigmatism towards uh, trusting the mental health uh, community was very strong then. Well, um, I saw that growing up, and as I grew up, I ended up uh, becoming a teacher. I did that for 10 years, and as I was teaching, I noticed that I was able to counsel not only the parents but as well as the students and I really enjoyed it so I went back to school and I got my credentials to become a therapist and I really love helping people and but I noticed that people will give more credence to their physical health whether than their mental health and both are important because they are interrelated and and you need to have both of them taken care of and that's why I do what I do. Absolutely. And you spoke on the the astigmatism. Um, let's talk about 
real quick the astigmatisms against mental health and the black community. Uh, just speak on those in, in more in depth for us, because a lot of us may not be privy to those astigmatisms. Well, um, one stigmatism is that people, a lot of people in the black community, as well as other minorities, believe that if you if you schedule to see a psychiatrist or a therapist, that there's something wrong with you, mm-hmm. people will think that you're crazy and this and that. When it's um, the opposite, meaning if you don't take care of your mental health, something's wrong with you. And so a lot of um, minorities will not venture out to get the help that they need. And a lot of them will have mental disorders that go um, untreated because of that. I ran into a lot of minorities who do not believe in psychotropic medications right when they may need it and i tell people all the time i say well you know what if a person has high blood pressure and they're taking medication well you don't have a problem with that because they're taking care of themselves and trying to be better so if a person has a mental disorder and they happen to need a medication for that then why would you fault them for it right Right. so my, my goal is to get the 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 people to know that you, if you need mental counseling, right, if you need mental health services, you need to get it. Even if it's not from me, if you get it from someone, as long as you get the help, um, that's what I'm concerned with. I'd rather you get it from me, right, but if not, you get the help, right, because there are people suffering every day because they don't get the help that they need. Um, there are people that have mental disorders that run rampant through their family, right? And for generations, they do not get them treated, right? And it's sad to see, but it can be helped um, if people do something different by taking advantage of the services that I offer. Let's take a jog to just a couple of years back. Pandemic, right? Civil unrest in the black community. George Floyd speaking. You saw a lot of people that definitely took a, either a different direction. They, did, they didn't take care of their mental health, and they succumbed to the pressure. There were a lot of suicides during the pandemic as well. It wasn't always the pandemic that, that took them out. It was, the, it was the suicides. Maybe they lost everything because they got laid off from their job or something else happened within the family. Or there's so many things that happened during the pandemic that the suicide rates were up at that point. And then on top of that, You had the civil unrest, especially pertaining to the black community, where we've been sick and tired of sick and tired for hundreds of years. And a lot of times you say, hey, enough is enough. So now I take it to the mental health side. Since that time, have you seen more people and uptick in more people, especially in the black community, taking more heed of their mental health since the pandemic and the civil unrest of 2020? Yes. um, Actually, that's a great question. I have because the anxiety level uh, during that time, um, it it just rose. It increased 
um, at a rapid rate. Mm-hmm. And people didn't know whether they can keep their jobs. They didn't know if they were going to get sick. Right? They didn't know if their children were going to get sick. And people were having a hard time. And I had an increase in in, in, in uh, clients because people needed coping skills. They needed to learn how to deal with what was going on. Um, there was also an increase in the levels of depression with people. And you know, depression loves to get people alone. It wants to attack people, get them alone, right, and get them feeling hopeless. So we had that. Um, the civil unrest did not help it either, right? Because along with the anxiety and the depression, there was a lot of anger, right? And I also deal with anger management with my clients, right? So, you know, that was one thing about the pandemic um, that that was effective as far as getting people to realize that you need to take care of um, your mental health. Right. You, you really do because things can happen that you cannot deal with on your own. Sometimes everyone needs someone to talk to. Absolutely. You know? and, what, and what I found out is a lot of times people, they talk to their friends and family, but they wear them out. Right. The friends, you know, the friends and family, they have um, things you know on their plate that they deal with. And so, you know, you wear them out. But I'm a trained professional. So when you talk with me, then that's what I do every day. You know, um, I look at some of these mass shootings that we have. And the, the part that bothers me is the mass shootings are, are bad. But that's where mental health gets highlighted then, right? It seems like people, they wait until someone shoots a bunch of people, right, to deal with the fact that there are people out here that are not dealing with their mental health. I'm sure you've seen people uh, walking down the street talking to themselves, right? Well, a lot of times people are uh, undiagnosed or, or not medicated, mm-hmm. right? Those things need to be addressed. Let me, speaking of addressing things, so we understand that just recently, and, you know, we pray for the victims involved at uh, just last week, uh, just within the last week at UNLV, uh, Las Vegas, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, where you had the, uh, the shooter was rejected for position as a professor at UNLV and decided to go on a shooting rampage. A lot of times it's rejection that seems to be a trigger. And we're not saying it's the main trigger, but some a lot of times we see rejection, rejection for a job position, rejection from a woman, or in vice versa, rejection from a man. Rejection, rejection, rejection can be the sole triggering point for a person to really lash out, and especially if it has built up for years and years and years and never been treated. So I say that to say, why? and this brings up this question. So from your standpoint, why... Is the field of mental health always seem to be the sole solution only after something has happened and not being proactive in a sense in screaming out, hey, you need to take care of your mental health. Mental health, mental health, mental health is what you need to take care of 
and we it's like most most of us are reactive instead of proactive we can't just wait for something to happen so why do you think that is so you know when things happen you know you have to find someone to blame right and so instead of looking at things the way they are you blame the mental health community right but Mm -hmm. mental health is not pushed all the time until something happens um people have this like you you mentioned these feelings of rejection and they need to be processed through Mm -hmm. some of them are children some of them are adults but some of them have are are people that have been dealing with rejection from um childhood up until adult right and so they need to process through these feelings but a lot of times what happens is some people are embarrassed Right? They don't want people to know that they are feeling depressed or rejected because I feel like every day we all put on a mask. Right. right? We put on a mask. Well, you know, we show people what we want them to see, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily how we really feel. Just because a person is smiling does not mean that they aren't depressed. Right. But just because a person is crying does not mean that they're dealing with their depression. Right. There are a lot of people who are going through feelings of grief. Mm -hmm. And I take a lot of people through what we call the stages of grief Mm -hmm. in my sessions. Right. Because if you can go through those stages of grief, then you can grieve properly. But there are so many people that are grieving on the inside and they're holding it in Mm -hmm. until they can't hold it in anymore. And they do something that they can't turn away from. I tell clients all the time. And I'll tell your listeners, suicide. Suicide is just a permanent answer for temporary problems. Mm. This, that's, that's all it is, right? And if you weather the storm, you can deal with these problems. There's a famous preacher, um, Dale, Dale Bronner, Bishop Bronner, mm. over at uh, Word of Faith. He said something that really um, resonated with me. He said that every problem has an expiration date. And I do believe that. No problem is going to last forever. Mm -hmm. But when your problems come to you, they look at, they make you think that there's no end. So I didn't get the job at UNLV, so I need to go and kill some people. No, that's not good decision making, right? A lot of times as counselors, we give people the other side of the coin. I call it the um, Adlerian approach. Um, in psychology, where you are the voice of reasoning. Sometimes people just need that reasoning. I have a lot of couples that come to me uh, before they get married, and they want that objective view. Mm. And that's what you can get in counseling. But a lot of times, especially once again, in uh, the black community, um, we are hesitant to do that. The hardest people that that I have noticed to get counseling are black men and I'm a black man myself. Yeah, absolutely. But we sometimes are taught to be strong and not to cry and to handle it on your own. Mm -hmm. And we have all these black men out here hurting. Badly. Yeah. Badly. Right. When they need someone to talk to also. And I notice when they find out that I'm a black man, I get a lot of brothers who they feel relieved. Because they feel like, hey, I have someone that looks like me that's been through some of the things I've been through. Yes. Right. 
that know, understands wholeheartedly, genuinely. Yeah. And so I try to cover all points. I have a female therapist that works for me also, mm-hmm. just in case you need a female perspective. Right. And I believe in treating everyone with respect. Mm-hmm. All of my clients with respect. I don't care what you're dealing with. You deserve respect. And that's what I'm going to give. Right. And so that's what I believe is happening. And I'm, I'm hoping that now people are realizing um, the benefits of mental health, that they will take advantage of it. It's like when you go to your doctor, your doctor will tell you certain things you need to do. Mm-hmm. to prevent things. But if you never go to the doctor, you will never know, right? There are some people, I heard a comedian say, there are some people that wait until the angel is sitting at the end of the bed, right, before they go to the doctor. Right, exactly. Same thing with mental health. Some people wait until they are in crisis, right, until they reach out for help. But if you are in crisis, Georgia has the Georgia Crisis Hotline, and they do an excellent job of helping people during crisis. Absolutely. And even through crisis and at all, you're, you're still, um, you're still helping through people of promise and you've created people of promise for that reason to make sure that we are tapping into our mental health and we're getting better at being better and being more aware of ourselves. And so, Let's let's jump into this for a second for a second, because uh, I'm looking at the services and, if you, you know, you definitely want to uh, take a look. Uh, I know it's a long website, but we'll get to that in just a bit of here. But you offer relationship coaching sessions uh, where you can embrace life's challenges together, uh, anger management classes and life coaching sessions as well. So I want to start, you you already uh, talked a a little briefly about uh, like marriage counseling and what have you um, and relationship coaching sessions as a whole, but talk about your style of coaching session and what points do you hit there to where the relationship can find common ground if it's bad or find a stronger ground if it's already strong. Well, what I try to do is um, with couples is I try to identify where they want their relationship to go mm-hmm. uh, and, and what areas they want the relationship to grow and if they're looking towards marriage or whatever. Um, but I want them to be realistic about things and to realize if their relationship is toxic or not. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one big thing that I am... Um, a proponent of, and that's in any area of counseling, is what we call self-reflection. Meaning, whether you're in there for anger management or depression or counseling for couples, you need to be self-reflective. Many people can always tell you what someone else did. What did the other person do in the relationship? But when I ask them what did they do, I always get this awkward silence because it's hard to look at yourself right um i have to tell you um i am a christian guy and i was given this this name uh, for my company the people of promise psychological service by god because he tells us that um just like isaac was we are people of promise right all we have to do is tap into it the promises that we have right so what happens when you come to me 
um, whatever you're dealing with, we're going to look at it as something that can be overcome, mm-hmm. right? That can be coped with, right? And I tell people all the time, once you come to me, you've taken the first step, right? But if you never get any help, you don't take that step. Mm. Wow. Yeah, you you definitely have to uh, get that and get that coaching session in order to make that common ground stronger. You already stand on uh, the common ground that you stand on, but then in order for it to continue, it has to get stronger. And that's where it starts. That's why you see a lot of couples that are going to couples counseling or marriage counseling relationship, you, you know, that sort of thing. They're going to counseling to not just air out certain things. There's some certain things that people still need to heal, heal upon that may be dealing with the relationship or the marriage. And so that's what those counselors are for. They can get to the root of things to where there can be a healthy and organic resolution there and um thank you for highlighting that but i in highlighting that i must also highlight anger management classes speak in depth about the anger management classes and how you do things there you know there are a lot of people that deal with anger management issues and um you know anger there you know my mother always says there's only two things you could do with anger you can get over it or die with it right but Anger is something that will consume you. And I tell people, if you do not deal with your anger, you can lose out. You lose out on jobs. Um, you can lose out on your freedom. Um, uh, people who are angry uh, a lot of times have more health issues. And I use the uh, analogy of the Incredible Hulk. You remember um, the Incredible Hulk, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. David Manor? Yes. Right? And he got a hold to the gamma rays and this and that. Well, I was looking at that one day and I noticed, I said, it's like they're saying, when I become angry, I become a monster. And that's what would happen to David Banner. He would wake up and he would have done things that he didn't want to do or hurt people who he really loved because of his anger. Right. Mm -hmm. And I noticed with a lot of children that I counsel, they're dealing with anger and they don't know why sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I tell people, deal with that anger or it will deal with you. And mm. I really believe that. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Deal with your anger before it deals with you, because it is going to deal with you. And that's where we transition to. So it doesn't deal with you <laughs> in a severe manner. That's where we have the life coaching session. So speak on that. Yes. There are some people that, you know, they need help navigating through life and finding their way and and finding ways to achieve their goals. And that happens in our life coaching sessions. Um, We deal with a model called the good decision-making model, which is stop, act, I mean, stop, think, and act, right? If you do those three things in any facet of life, you can make good decisions in your life. But a lot of times we act out of anxiety. We just act out of emotions and we make bad decisions, whether it comes to relationships or careers or or whatever. So doing those coaching sessions, we help you deal with how to make better decisions, as well as to to forgive yourself for bad decisions you've made in the past. 
because we're all going to make bad decisions, right? But some people do not have the courage to even make any decision. But I always say, if you don't make any decision, you have made a decision anyway. Absolutely. And this is my final question, and it's a big one, and because it is dealing also with the importance of mental health and everything that you spoke about uh, this morning. But mental health is one of the biggest things that we need to take heed of and take notice of and get ourselves stronger in that field, especially in the black community, right? We're we're not doing that as much. Yes, there's been an uptick, but it can still be better, right? So what do you say to the listeners out there who have not taken heed of that? They just have come to accept that that's who they are and they feel like they're just not ever going to see any professionals about their mental health. They just feel that they're good, they're good, they're good, they're good. But then they know in their mind, deep in their mind, in the back of it, that there's some issues there that they need to heal from. They don't know where to start. That's the basis of it. What would be the best advice that you can give to the people, the listening audience out there that does not know where to start in the moment of crisis that they may be having? Well, I tell people all the time that as long as you are breathing, you have an opportunity to do better. So if you realize that you have issues and you need help, don't let anything stop you from getting that help. Some people like to use the excuse of, well, I don't have insurance and I can't afford to get mental health services. Well, each county in Georgia has what we call a community service board, Mm -hmm. right? You can call them and they will get you help for a little or no, no cost, right? Because it's based on income. So that's not an excuse, right? The worst thing that you can do is try to fool yourself into thinking, I don't need any help. It's just like the old adage that goes, um, wherever I go, there I am, right? Mm-hmm. I can't fool myself. I can lie to myself, mm-hmm. but I can't fool myself, right? If I need the help, go ahead and get it because you deserve to have an enriched life, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't have that life if you lie to yourself. Right. I've seen people who have drug and alcohol Uh, issues and they tell themselves I can handle it Um, I can stop at any time but they can't right and it is affecting their lives so I tell anyone whatever you have to do you get that help that you need whether it's calling the Georgia crisis hotline whether it's checking into a facility whatever you have to do you do it right I've seen people they may say well, I don't want to do it because um, someone may see me go into one of these facilities or someone I know may see me going into um, your office for counseling. Well, who cares? Who cares, right? Because it's all about you, right? Don't let your pride cause you to suffer. And that's mm. what I believe. Mm. Don't let your pride cause you to suffer. 
Now that's a quote right there, out there in Radio Land. I hope that that was the thing that he said that resonated with you. If you didn't hear anything else, that right there is a powerful statement. So you definitely want to make sure that you are showing your love and support to people of promise today. And how can our listeners out in Radio Land go ahead and book a session, support you, and take advantage of the mental health services that you are providing to us today? Okay, well, um, if you Google my website um, and you put in the People of Promise Psychological Services, my website will come up. Um, It is a Wix site. It's very long. (laughs) Um, But um, it will come up, and you can go there, and you can... Um, you can schedule an appointment there. Also, you can give me a call um, at 678-964-1868. And and you can leave me a message, or if I pick up, uh, we can talk and schedule your appointment there. Um, Also, uh, during the morning show, I will be um, sponsoring this wonderful show. Right. And uh, they will you guys will be giving out my information also. Absolutely. That we will be doing. And thank you so much for sponsoring the morning machine as well. And you'll definitely out there in Radio Land. If you miss this information, you'll be able to hear it again and again and again every day throughout the rest of the week. And it is going to be truly, truly amazing. But what's more amazing is that you reach out to them to get your mental health in order if you're gonna if you're gonna get it in check you gotta do you gotta make sure you have the right professionals to check so there you go and that's what it is and so you want to make sure that you are supporting people of promise today google it look at the website take advantage of the services that uh, that are offered All right. So with that being said, uh, Mr. Stevens, thank you so much for being on the morning machine this morning. And uh, like I said, the information will be given out the rest of the week. So we are definitely looking forward to that. And I'm sure the people are looking forward to your services as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you do. And not just in the black community, but for communities all over in support of mental health. Thank you. once again. Oh, you're welcome. And um, I appreciate this uh, wonderful show. And I plan to be listening more and more. Absolutely. And you'll be back more and more because the mental health conversation never ends. It's a continuous journey and there's always changes, 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 changes. So we look forward to having you back early in 2024. And I once again, I thank you again. Excuse me, before I go, can I give you that website? Um, Yes, you can. Absolutely. Okay. It is uh, Brian Stevens. That's B-R-Y-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S 126.wixsite.com slash people of promise. So that's Brian Stevens, 126.wixsite.com slash people of promise. Absolutely. That's where you could go, ladies and gentlemen out there in Radio Land. So 
do that right now. Make sure that you are tapping in and tapping in to your mental health needs. He's got you. He's got you covered. So once again, thank you so much for being on the morning machine. And like I said, we look forward to having you back in 2024. All right. All right. Thank you. And of course, we've got more music coming up right now, right here on the morning machine.